You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. And this portal bullshit? I ain't liking that. I understand why. I'm going to be talking about that later. They can bite me. They leave those freaking things there. Why? Because it allows you then to bounce around wherever you want much more easily. Exactly. But you can already fly in the old world. So why do you need it? Because it's even faster if you can just portal your your ass there. I mean, you're right. Flying there is all well and good. And yeah, it'll be fast enough. But but then you miss out on all the cool shit that they changed in the game. Oh, see, again, this is them forcing you to see whatever they want. That old argument. Yeah. And the and the new zones too. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it later. There's, yeah. but they they are making some changes to uh, compensate. That's all I guys say. You're <laughs> still gonna play it. You're gonna love every fucking second of it. And you know not it. every second, not every okay, second. almost every second. You're gonna have one second. Most you're like, of it oh, possibly. But this is Frenchman. This is crap. Like, oh, this is fun. And then hey, you need you, you need those flights to work on your Peggle high scores. You know what, dude? I haven't played that in forever. I actually, I don't even think I have the mod set up for that anymore. I am. Um, I reinstalled Bejeweled. Um, yeah. I was so pissed when I finally cleared. What was it? I think it was Thunder Bluff. Like one of them was just absolutely impossible, and I finally cleared it, and then like everything crashed, and I had to get a new computer. And I lost my freaking Thunder Bluff clear. I was like, "You bastards!" I've been working on it for a month. You know what they got to do? They got to put a freaking Plants vs. Zombies. Now that they got the little quest doodad thing, they need to actually put a mini game in there that you can do while you're in flight for Plants vs. Zombies. I would agree, but that's why they put it in the game instead of making it a standalone mod. They've been working on that for a while. Yeah, but they can do both. They could do both, and they should do both. They should do both. Blizzard, are you listening? You should do both. Let me repeat. Not you can. You should do both. I want an engineering flying mount that pops up a little video screen and plays <laughs> like Diablo and stuff while you're flying. And it has like a little PS3 or 360 beside <laughs> the screen, the LCD. <laughs> a little joystick for you to play games on. That would rock. Okay, for... From that, we're actually going to talk more about WoW during the lore episode later, so folks are going to want to download uh, the show 54 for About Onto Us Lore Edition. Uh, We're going to jump into Star Wars The Old Republic right now, though. Because we got a crap load new news for the smuggler. Now, I don't know about you boys, but when they first announced the smuggler, and it's not because I don't like Han Solo, because I mean he was the only real phenomenal thing in the entire show. Um but when they announced the smuggler initially, I really wasn't digging it. I was not interested at all, at all. And it's not really? again, yeah, it wasn't the Republic versus, um, hmm, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Empire. Alliance. Empire, yes. <laughs> Dude, re, re, I've said it before, I'm not a fanatic, okay? <laughs> I made a point of saying that in the, the show notes, in the sh- my, my article about it too, like, I'm a fan, but I'm certainly not a fanatic. Okay, so anyway, so Republic versus Empire. Apparently, it helps if you add that that sarcastic tone to it. Um, well, they're evil. Yeah, they got to be all sarcastic. So you're the Empire, bitch. Back to what I'm trying to say. Um, it wasn't because I was one more than the other, although I did find that the Empire classes were cooler. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Now, having seen the new stuff for the smuggler, it's like, oh, my God, I was not impressed by this kick in the nads interrupt that he had that they showed very early on. I mean, it was pretty stupid, in my opinion. Um, and so and there was a lot of the the duck and cover mentality of playing, which I ain't digging it. But then when you saw the new video where they announced the advanced classes and you're oh, going to be able to like be the gunslinger or you're going to be able to be the um what's the other one i'm prepared it's I'm right not here saying it this time I'm not scoundrel so scoundrel? yes both of them are way cool like the scoundrel is going to be basically a rogue but a rogue who can heal i mean yes. you're going to be able to <laughs> yeah but that gunslinger is awesome i mean sitting there with your freaking trench coat and awesome hat couple of blasters and just going hog wild on somebody's ass just looks like a ton of fun so he can hold his own in a fight it looks it, it all of a sudden now this is like top two of the classes that i'm thinking of playing 
you glossed over the fact that you get your own Wookiee. I'm not done yet. That's that's we yeah. got. I'm going to spend a little bit of time here so that because we got a bunch of news that we heard about, but just in terms of the advanced classes. Um, Again, having heard the advanced classes for the others, the the other classes, like what are you guys thinking about these two in terms of, like again, when you're looking at the the, the scoundrel too, saying like you can sneak past a Sith and then scatter gun them, I mean, there's a, that's a lot of power. Well, everything's going to be balanced, I think. I mean, if, if if Bioware has shown us nothing else, they they show us that they, they understand that if one thing is too powerful, everybody's going to play it and just that. I mean, this is why they're gathering data, right? Um, I personally always wanted to play the smuggler. I mean, I really, really, really wanted to play that smuggler from day one. Uh, smuggler and bounty hunter were the two classes that I really wanted to play. Um, I'm really excited to see that there's going to be a lot of varied tricks that the smuggler is going to be able to get to do. And it's not just the one thing or, you know, one thing here, one thing there. It's like it's a whole complete different bag of tricks to play. Yeah, there's a lot of crowd control, too. Like when they're talking about the gunslinger where he can uh, be taking out um, mobs by shooting them in the leg or whatever kind of thing so that he's slowing people down. Like there's going to be a lot of it sounds like crowd control with the gunslinger, and then again your rogue type play with the scoundrel. Although with the scoundrel too, I don't know how much of a healer they can make a scoundrel smuggler. I mean, I don't know just how much if it's going to well, be more of an off healer or if they're actually expecting that this subclass will be able to actually heal, say a five man. From the way they described it, they it seemed to me like it's going to be an off healer. Not to mention, it's got to probably got to be a lot of work. I doubt, you know, he's just going to be able to like, throw med kits at people. He probably has to run up to them and heal them. And I doubt the last thing you want is your main healer in an instance, you know, standing right next to the tank. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. It, it. it will be interesting. And I think, it, like I wrote too, I think it would upset people if they make make him less of a healer than, say, the counselor. But I think that it, when you're looking at just the class and the logistics of the class, that it makes a lot more sense for a smuggler just to be an off heel, someone in a pinch that you use kind of thing. Well, exactly. Especially when you consider the fact that their their type of medicine is the hot and dirty. Holy shit, we're running from the empire. Let's go ahead and get this taken care of now. Uh, rub some dirt on it. Well, rub, rub some tussin on it. Let's go. <laughs> so which one are you thinking of playing then? He charged you. <laughs> I'm Honestly, okay. I'm probably thinking I'm going to do the healing one. Really? I'm going to just because I've been playing a healer for so long. It's interesting to me to get like a chance to have a different aspect, a yeah. different a, a different style of healing where it's like it's not all or nothing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to reevaluate my healing skills uh, thanks to Cataclysm already. But, you know, if something like this is just looking at it. It's. It's just going to be fun. It's just going to be, I don't have to heal you to full. I just have to heal you up enough that you can keep shooting, you know, and while you're doing that, I'm going to keep shooting too. You know, it's, it's just, it's a different, it's all, it's entirely different, fresh and new. Well, that's what we were saying too with Terra, how the healing is going to be so utterly different. And that's something that really excites us. So when I saw this, yeah, I was very interested. And if there's a, a way in which we can do the dual class, the same as we do in WoW, then I definitely would love to to try both avenues. However, dude, when I saw that gunslinger, <laughs> it was like, oh, 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 I must. <laughs> I have to try that. Vince, what about you? Uh, neither one of them particularly jump out at me. I mean, I'm more interested in the the trooper and the inquisitor, but I, I, I'm, I probably try one out as a gunslinger. Like I kind of like the whole duck and cover aspect. It's, it's just something different for the gameplay and yeah, just the, all the trick shots and like cool stuff that, like you said, you'll just be able to stand there and no matter what you're doing, you're going to look like a badass. <laughs> yeah. So, so far we found out that they can be obviously humans, but also the, the twilight can be um, smugglers as well. Those are the the dudes with the the freaking tentacle faces. ponytail yeah. things, um, which is just looks freaking cool. I'm telling you that it, it looks cool. Plus, it, from a lore RP perspective, if somebody's planning on RPing their characters, the the Twilight are more of the um, tend to be the slaves or things like that, and they're dangerous and 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 so it would be something that would fit into the characteristics of a smuggler. Um, that said, too, I have you guys heard at all whether or not they're planning on introducing any kind of racial benefits because I have not heard anything. 
they've been on the fence about it. I know that much. They don't think they know if they're going to include it or not. I know a lot of people are calling for it. Like if you go to their forums, uh, a lot of people are saying like, you know, this race should be better at this. This race should be better at that. You know, so I know it's something that's going to be on their minds. And I mean, if you look at the just the the Star Wars lore, in fact, there are various um, different races that are they do have like this natural disposition towards something or another. So I wouldn't be surprised, but they haven't mentioned anything concrete of whether or not they are. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see it, but I also definitely wouldn't be surprised not to see it, because at least from what I'm looking at, this game is looking to have a whole lot of playable races. And, you know, this is this isn't Warcraft where you have, you know, 10 or Six, now 12 yeah. to choose. Yeah. And, you know, we're, they're going to have, I would say, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's 20 playable races in this game. And that's a lot to not just program, but also balance. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I would lean towards no. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'm move. On. Defense. Yeah. I would like to see it, but the logistics of it would be a nightmare. That being said, the logistics of what they're doing anyways is a nightmare. So just to tack on something else to me is not a huge leap of faith. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it in there, but we'll see. Um, we also found out about the ship that they're going to be getting, the smugglers. So they're getting a Corellian XS Stocklight Freighter. So it ain't no freaking Millennium Falcon, but this thing looks cooler. Dude, it just, I'm going <laughs> to show pictures for the folks who are in the audience here so they can see. This thing is freaking sexy. This thing is unbelievable. And I like how they say too that most smugglers live on their ship. So it's got all the comforts of a home, essentially. I mean, there's a ton of space inside. It handles well. The video, too. I'm going to start the video, so if we lag, there's a reason why. Um, but the uh, when you're seeing the inside and just how monstrous it is, it makes the Falcon look like a bucket of bolts. I don't care what people say. And Well, they even admitted it was a bucket of bolts. Yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> freaking looks great is what it does. You guys don't care? You guys I, aren't excited about the ships at all? Not really. So anyways, yeah, I'm, I am excited about the ships. And... Not just because of um, it's essentially your player housing, but I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it differently than I did with Star Trek Online. Initially, with Star Trek Online, I was looking at it as player housing and things like that. But then it quickly became apparent you're not going to have nearly as much uh, that you can do with it, kind of thing. However, with this, I'm looking at it differently because it is Bioware and because it's an MMO in the hopes that they will, as they're adding to everything else, that they will add more to this so that you'll have a lot more functionality in, in terms of what you can do. And, you know, if you're organizing a raid or whatever, you can all meet at X person's freaking light freighter and all sit around and, 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 and plan whatever it is that you're doing. So I actually am looking forward to to the ships in this. Well, I, I don't really know how I have no experience with Star Trek. I mean, but at least from what we're seeing here, this is going to be a pretty vast universe. So there really isn't going to be like a, a central area. I mean, sure, you'll have like Coruscant or something like that. But, you know, really your ship is going to be your your anchor to the universe. Like, you know, you're not going to have one planet that you're going to spend most of your time on. I, I don't think you're going to spend a lot of your time having the adventures, you know, shooting around the galaxy, going from planet to planet, fighting evil, creating evil, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. So I, I think that the, the personal ships are going to play a very integral role to the experience. Yeah, I'm hoping. Okay. So lastly, with the smuggler now is the Wookiee. Because, and this is no surprise, let's be honest here. We've been getting more information about the companions in terms of what we talked about this last week, wherein if you plan on playing your Inquisitor, Inquisitor, no, sorry, your Counselor, although I would assume the same will be true for the Inquisitor, uh, more as a healer, then your companion's going to be a lot stronger to support that so you can level well. We haven't really heard about companions in terms of who's getting what other than this but i think it's because this was the obvious thing where if you're a smuggler you're getting a wookie now you're getting baudar who's a freaking gladiator would make a meal out of russell crow wookie like this <laughs> this dude has spent 108 years in slavery he's won 10,000 arena death matches he's the killer from what is this 
Kashyyyk, Death Mountain, and Bone Shatterer. See, the only problem I have with this <laughs> is that you have to live in this dude's shadow now. He's not your companion that needs, you know, to brush his hair a little bit more often and that doesn't isn't happy if he doesn't win at chess. This dude his backstory is absolutely insane and it sounds like it's going to be way cooler than yours to me that's a i don't know they, they're going to have to make the backstory for the smuggler for all the classes unbelievable so that again you're not living in this dude's shadow well obviously if you could do something to gain his loyalty you had to be pretty much a badass on your own i would assume i don't know maybe true. you just carry cookies with you you got beef jerky in your pocket, and that's why he follows you around. Um, so yeah, that's one of the. Possibility. I I don't know. I had a, a a problem with that because I it was they made him just too damn cool. I don't know if I have a problem with it because we haven't seen really the rest of the companions yet, so we don't know what other cool shit awaits the other the other types of classes. I mean, we don't know uh, whether or not you know you're gonna get some really awesome droid companions if you decide to be a Jedi counselor or whatever the case is. I don't know. I don't think it's. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else is there now. This has really whetted my appetite, you know. And the other thing too is he looks like he's made of freaking hard plastic. I mean, this is not like it, it, that's part of the problem with having doing hair in these games where the detail is is not as good because it's an MMO kind of thing. And it like all the hair looks like hard plastic. But when all of it, all, the whole dude is freaking hair. I don't know. It just did not look good. It's, it's a Wookiee out of the robot chicken Star Wars episode. There's a shower somewhere <laughs> with that dude's name on it. That's all I'm saying. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and this outfit, because the outfit with the freaking hat and the trench coaty <laughs> thing and the blasters, oh, see, this makes me want to play as a smuggler. Just this one freaking picture was enough. It was like, you had me at hat. Okay, so let's move away from <laughs> Star, <laughs> from Star Wars. Standards. Yeah, it's a sharp looking hat. Dude, look at I'm going to show it again. Look at that hat. Look at that hat. I want that hat. And there's another shot with it. Look at that. Look at that. And those guns are pretty pretty handy too. Dude looks like he needs a cod piece though. That okay, is the same on. hat that the assassin used in the, uh, the cartoon series, just saying. Yep. Yes, it yeah. is. I know. And that is awesome. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> talk about some Bioshock now, too, because yes. we got an absolutely insane, insane video. Now, if the teaser trailer was not enough to whet your appetite, then, well, A, there's something wrong with you. But, dudes, this gameplay footage, I'm going to set it to play here, make sure the volume's off so that the folks in the audience can check it out. This freaking trailer was awesome. Now, I've done too much talking, so, Vince, I'll let you go first. Okay, so uh, we are getting to see the fantastic world of Columbia through – I'm not sure if this is actual like gameplay footage or if this is just kind of like a very fancy cinematic because a lot of it seemed you know different from what we've seen from Bioshock. But you know we'll get to that later. So we see this cool world of Columbia, and I love this first little scene where you know you have all of the evil you know foreigners trying to encroach upon their ideal of America really – pinpointing this moment in time when America was all about, you know, isolationism and they were very xenophobic about what, you know, what was out there. And you have George Washington standing there with the Ten Commandments in his hands. And I see this as kind of like a really interesting, you know, take on it. You know, is this like what we're seeing, you know, the the true American ideal quote, I'm using air quotes in case you couldn't hear them, <laughs> the true American <laughs> ideal of like the separation of church and state where the only real church you need is the state. There's all kinds of crazy political ideas that that just came throwing out at me. It seems like it's coming out at a very interesting time because a lot of these ideals from, you know, hundreds of years ago, it's, it's stuff that is starting to pop up again in modern political landscape. But we don't want to get into that. This isn't a politics show. This is a freaking game show. And this thing is insane. Ah. Look at, look, ah. oh, you, stuff exploding. It's, it's just crazy. And I, I forget the main <laughs> character's name, but, you know, we see him walking around town agent clark agent clark yes 
And like I said, it, it, it's something different from Bioshock, at least for me. I didn't play Bioshock 2, so I can't say if this was, you know, an ongoing theme where he seems to be more interactive with the world. You know, he's actually doing stuff instead of stuff happening to him. You know, he has a voice in, in, in what we're seeing here. It's, it's a more, uh, again, a cinematic experience that we're seeing. You know, the game's not happening around you. You are in the game. You know, you, you pick up the gun and the guy's eyes start glowing and all hell breaks loose with crazy ravens and just absolute insanity chucking dudes over the edge realizing just how high up you are and you don't want to fall down <laughs> and we just see more insanity uh, we'll go i'm sure you guys will go into more detail but just the crazy powers that we that we have here his telekinetics have gone insane in this game we see him pluck a shotgun out of a dude's hand turn it around and shoot him with it and then <laughs> Hold it in his hands. That's ridiculous. Flocks of ravens. We see uh, what? What was her name? Angela, Andrea, something like that. Something we see like her, Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth there you yeah. Go. Yep. Like I said, we see Elizabeth, the Empire. Now we see. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now you've been redeemed because of that. I yes. I'm just going with it. We see Elizabeth summon the storm cloud and then Clark shoot his lightning into it, creating this huge thunderstorm, which, of course, gives me all kinds of crazy ideas about co-op gameplay and oh, power yeah. combinations. And it just gets more and more insane as the trailer goes on. We see uh, the, the Columbia versions of the big daddies with the weird Frankenstein thing and then the crazy vulture, eagle, whatever the hell that was at the end. It. it I can't quite properly form this trailer into words. Words aren't enough. I want <laughs> this game. Okay, this game does what I would have wanted any game to come after Bioshock 2 does, and it fixes every single gripe I had with Bioshock 2. Bioshock 2, you were not a human. You were a big daddy. You did not have any fear of anything because you were a soulless entity that was eventually, that was raised from the dead, essentially. Um, and you had armor and drills and whatnot, so you didn't really feel that same terror you felt in the first game. You weren't just a man. Uh, even now, with all your powers, you're still just a man. Uh, we were talking about how the we wanted the characters to be more more interactive well this character has like you said he has a voice he has dialogue he has lines he is interacting with this world and we don't know the whole backstory yet which is good because i don't want to know the whole backstory but a couple things that were pointed out while watching this trailer Duck. yes, yes. Incoming. Duck. <laughs> okay well if you look at the uh, the trailer, there are two very interesting moments that that I caught in, in Jenny. Only happened. two. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> out of the out of the awesomeness, there was two misplaced moments. I guess you would say there was a digital digitalized effect on the banner that was flapping in the breeze. If you watch it, yep. it actually seems like uh, it flickered out of reality for a minute and then came back. And you get that same digitalized effect when the mayor dude flips the fuck out. Now. This is interesting to me because I don't know if you guys did you guys play the original System Shot games ages ago. I really yeah, can't remember much about them. OK, there was this whole thing about they were trying to essentially uh, create a virtual wor world within the minds of men. Wouldn't that be some shit if all of this comes back full circle and this is all ramping up to tie it back into System Shock? Hmm. And, all the you know, crazy powers, all the crazy, the crazy happenings, these alternate realities, these these cities that no did not exist in the normal American timeline. What happens if this is all part of like a tie into a, re a rebirth of, of system shock? See, on, awesome. and, well, I, it, it's awesome on one hand, but then on the other hand, it's the same kind of thing that I've always said too, where it winds up being a cheat because then it's you can make anything happen because it's 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 all just a dream, essentially, or implanted kind of thing versus something that actually has occurred. Now that you made, did you notice that one too? If you, I'm actually going to back the picture up a little bit here. Picture, the pictures. We're watching the pictures. Wait, I'm an 80 year old man. Um, look at the picture on the wall here because it goes with what you're saying as well. There's a little bit weird. Um, see the picture on the wall? It's something yep. else. Now watch when yep. he goes back. It's going to be something different. Yeah, it's like little it's, things like that. It's, see, it's and it changes. Like so yeah, there's a lot of things where oh, it yeah, could be goes. open. Yeah. <laughs> It could wind up being something like that. Is that Andrew Ryan? <laughs> yes, actually. If you go back, if you if you go back and uh, look at the original Bioshock game, that that guy on the wall is one of the original paintings of uh, uh, Mr. Ryan. 
So, well, you so know, just, that, that, that kind of makes sense with the whole infinite title, you know, because, you know, the, the whole thing I was wondering, you know, what, what makes this game infinite? But that's actually a, a really interesting observation, Joe, because, you know, suddenly infinite makes a little more sense. You know, we're seeing these infinite loops uh, of the whole system shock, you know, whatever have you, how it just keeps recurring. So that that's that's an interesting theory. So I, I, I was just throwing that out there. It was it was something that I was thinking about for a couple days now. But that said, I want this fucking game. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> and the gameplay itself looks awesome, too. I mean, like he's freaking riding the rails. He's going from one place to another very easily. The powers as well are looking awesome. And like Vince was saying, too, the, the interaction with Elizabeth, if they are going to go the multiplayer route that they have with the um, with Bioshock 2, then really co-op. kind of or co-op, I should say. Leads you to believe that maybe they're onto something. They're 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 taking note from other that, people right that there, are right doing. There. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the that's combining insane. of the powers. The exactly. Of the powers. Our powers combine. That would be awesome. That would be absolutely fantastic. But from a um, for I don't want to say story, but like for for from an immersion standpoint, if this is all actual gameplay footage, which is what they've said from the game that you're going to go through i mean it is absolutely insane like this is putting you right into the middle of the fight with her immediately in a way that i didn't feel that bioshock did even like and i love bioshock this is so much better this is insane what i'm seeing here well and and non-entity makes a great point too having an actual person that you're interacting with makes it so much better than the first two games with bioshock because with bioshock one and bioshock two you had a voice on a radio you never actually interacted um with the the people that were trying to help you they just gave you information on locked doors or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. but you never got to see them here now you have another person with you. You have another person you have to worry about saving or, or that, that they're going to save you, that you have to worry about fighting with and making sure you don't shoot in the face. There, there's this, it's this, it's this, it makes it more real, so to speak. I mean, as real as it can be. Well, not- but it's not just a random voice. You have an emotional investment in this character, which is obvious. Yes, that's a thing. And then you have all this going on with their version of the uh, the cyber the 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 steampunk cybernetic uh, big daddies or whatever the case is and everything else. But that's awesome. Oh, and it, at the it, end, it, when she's saying, when he's saying that was the one, and she says no, and then you see like, oh. that's the one. It's like, oh, dude, I want to play this game. That one, that one, it looked a lot more like an actual Big Daddy. I mean, of course, Big Daddy's didn't fly, but it had that very similar, you know, helmet sort Alien of looking thing on aspect, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, we'll see how long she sticks around because uh, she ain't looking too hot. Yeah, she's taking a hell of a shit kicking. Well, I mean, she's looking hot, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move away from that. And we're going to touch on some Guild Wars 2, but only in terms of they're working on. They actually have an entire team for um, working on different ways for you to enjoy their game outside of the game. So we've got the armory for. Uh, wow, um, Ion's got its own armory and things like that too. They don't I'm not done yet, but they don't even compare to what ArenaNet is doing here. They've got a freaking iPad and iPhone app that they're going to be putting out that's going to allow you to have, I mean, everything from the, the standard checkout your tune and things like that, but you're going to be able to actually chat with your guild, chat with people in a party. You're going to be able to see where the people in your party are are on a map to help direct them to where they need to be. I can be sitting on my freaking couch and I found a rare spawn somewhere. Joe is logging in and wants to know where it is. We party up with me on my iPad. I can see on a map where he is and say, keep going northwest or whatever and actually lead him right to it. And if you ping, if you touch it, it'll ping his map to show him where it is. Oh my God, dudes! <laughs> you, know, you know what the most important, the most important thing I took away from this? It's not going to require a monthly fee. Does that require me four dollars a month to do this? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't care if the app itself costs initial money. I will pay oh, initial oh, yeah. money to have this app. I am playing Guild Wars Two. There is no doubt in my mind that I am playing this goddamn game, and there is no doubt in my mind that my iPhone, my iPad, whatever the hell I have, is going to have this app. You know why? Because it is just 
too goddamn cool. I like the idea of being able to interact with the world uh, through a portable device like that. That's just awesome. I don't like the idea of having to spend four or five dollars a month in order to have the, the ability to do that. And it, I, you know what, ArenaNet, every every turn of the corner, <laughs> you guys are doing everything right to get me interested in this game and to have nothing but faith in you as a company. God damn it, give me this game now. <laughs> Vince? I, I'm kind of torn because I'm the type of person that when I'm not currently playing the game, I don't want anything to do. Like, I... I, I try to separate, you know, the various aspects of my life a little more. I don't like when, you know, the borders blur and things leak in. I'm, I'm very, you know, organized. You, you know, don't let your peas touch your potatoes there. is what you're saying. No, no. They don't. I they do cannot. I want the peas and the potatoes. I got to make, remake the whole plate. Take the food back into the kitchen and bring me a problem. We never would have guessed you were that anal. Never, <laughs> never would have guessed. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's so cool, though. Like, like the, the technology and just the, the various implications seem really cool, but... I know that, you know, there's, God, workplace productivity. Oh, yeah, but that's already a problem. That's been a problem oh, since freaking on. Tetris. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, I'm talking about my workplace. We product. are bloggers, okay? We write. You can't tell me that you don't grab a notebook or if you have access to a computer at work that you're not doing something remotely related to gaming, whether it's writing about it, talking about it with a friend over a chat or aim or something. You know you do something like that. Well, yeah, but I can do a lot of that uh -huh. in my mind and then, you know, okay, jot it down well, here. But, talking you know, to your friends this, in your brain this, later, I mean, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of friends up there, so I have some great conversations. But, you know, this being more interactive, it's just like, man, it, it's going to suck up some 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 of that previously free time. <laughs> I well, like it, too, because it's it's also um, it's, I, I especially love that it's on the iPad. Oh, dudes, I've been wanting something like this for so long. This is insanely cool. But I like the fact that it's also on the iPhone so that you can literally on the go. It's Saturday. You're out shopping or whatever. And somebody just wanted a quick, you know, did you feel like getting into game or or can you tell me how to do this or whatever? You can easily boom, 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 boom. Tell them, show them, whatever kind of thing. It's it's. I understand what you're saying about separating it, but I don't have a problem separating it and just point blank saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be on too long, but here's where it is and how you do it and go from there. Well, that's it, the thing. It's a choice. Yeah. You can choose not to, to participate. With and it, they said that too. To. Yeah. And you, but you can, you have the option to say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, you know, it's not required. Like I can turn the app off. I can turn off push notifications. I don't have to worry about being bothered. But I mean, for me as, as an officer in like a guild that I'm in currently, uh, and I'm involved in organizational shit, uh, and I'm a person that gets contacted when things go wrong, like somebody gets hacked or whatever, having another way for people to get in touch with me if they don't want to give them my damn cell phone number is kind of important to me and to be able to sit there and say you know let's say i'm stuck in at some function and i can't make it and i'm supposed to be this linchpin for the game i can log in and i can log in on the app and say hey can't make it stuck so and so and not have to worry about going to a website or texting a thousand people whatever the case is and now i understand that my level of commitment is a lot different than most other people um but at the same point, it's nice to have that option and another way to do it. It's also nice for planning. Like if you're in the middle of oh, gaming, yeah. you can log into this at the same time and use this as your fucking mini map. That would be awesome. Well, not I, just I, that, but I'm looking at it in terms of a means of uh, like Blizzard right now is going to be using their uh, real ID so that you'll be able to tell whenever anybody is you know, playing whichever game that they're playing, whether it's StarCraft or eventually D3 or WoW. This is going to be a way where on your smart device, you're going to be able to ping someone to find out whether or not they can they feel like playing. I mean, if they're not on, and you're not going to want to give everybody your number so that they can text you or whatever. Right. So this is something that then the person has control, like you said, and they've said it in their article as well. This is something that Rick Ellis wrote about. Uh, his article is called Gaming Outside the Game, and it was um it was on arena net i've got some information on the site so if you want to go to biodontos.com you'll see an article i wrote about it um but he was saying they'll make it so that you have the control and that's what i want i don't want to give my number out to somebody but if i've got it set up that yeah if somebody wants to tell me if they're on if they feel like doing something for sure and then boom there's your method of getting that push notification hey you feel like doing a, a quick instance run or something so i, I love this 
So we're not going to spend too much more time on that, though. We're going to actually move on to there was an awesome trailer, director's cut trailer that came out um, for the video. Who do you trust for DC Universe Online? Now, we talked about this video a while back because, quite frankly, it was one of the most awesome things <laughs> ever, ever seen it was insane it was so freaking cool and here we have now i'm going to turn the volume off and then i'm going to start it playing too uh here we have the director who uh what's his name again tim miller tim miller and he's from blur studios and he is talking to jim lee who is a comic book artist and creative director for dc universe uh, online one of the main comic book artists thank you Okay, well, yeah, all right. Do you want to talk about this first, then? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Actually, no, that's no, no, no. It's, no, it's, ahead. it's ahead. Well, I was going to say much, anyways. I was going to pass it on to you guys. Um, I see. I loved that video. I loved everything about it. But there was a lot of nuances that everybody would miss. But then there's also some that you would miss, especially if you're not um, up to date on everything's going on in the comic book world kind of thing. And I'm not yet up to date. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying. You can ask Vince. I'm trying. But uh, <laughs> but I'm still, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know yet. So listening to the director talking about it and giving you all the little things in behind of why they did it was unbearably cool. Uh, this was just an absolutely fantastic video. That is the most important thing that I took away from this. Comic books are often looked at as this very blunt media, right? They say what they mean. You know, the heroes are very black and white. There's not a whole lot of gray area. Um, even when they were going through, I think it was like the Silver Age or whatever the case was, um, where they they started getting darker, they still were very black and white. You know who the good guys were. You knew who the bad guys are. Recently, there's been this whole wellspring of antiheroes and blurring of the lines that you know it's nice to see that they're 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 adding that level of subtlety to the damn trailer you know the just to sit there and have them explain all these little things that honestly i missed the first pass through uh is phenomenal to see how much care and 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 gentle touch they put in to, to, to show all these little tiny different things was huge to me and that's what i took away from it as the most important part of this entire video to show the subtlety that that is there the, the sort of things that you seem obvious but wait they might not actually be that obvious yeah i mean and those little details like they pointed out like how lex luthor has set up his camp at the top of the daily planet <laughs> if he hadn't told me that was the daily planet i wouldn't have known that was the daily but planet but you see the symbol for it too. You see like the little scrolling yeah, but, thing. But there's so much awesome going on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like they say, Harley is wearing Robin's cape. I did awesome. not notice that. That, that was, was awesome. So cool. Or you know, even in that 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 fight scene against uh, Deathstroke, how just like the Batman's arm is broken, and you know you don't notice it at the time, but then you watch it, you see the care and the animation that every single movement he goes through, his arm is broken in that scene. Like just, and the one thing I took away from this is you know, again the, the the influences and the, the the two words that just make me gush from inside, like a little fanboy, Kingdom Come. Yes. <laughs> we see all those those influences like they talked about with the you know the black adam calling down the lightning you know mirroring uh captain marvel calling down the lightning in kingdom come and destroying everything or you know superman's you know red steaming pissed as hell eyes just all those cool little touches not not just to the dc continuity but also similar alternate future storylines and you know if you're going to do something kingdom come has to be an influence on you well and that's and that's and even in the coloration too if you look at mm -hmm. it like look at the colors look at look at how everything is 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 laid out you know look at look at how the colors have that sort of they're they're vibrant uh kind of overlaid with like this layer of grime you know and just taking a look at that it's very very kingdom come-ish it's it's very I don't know. I just it, it makes me happy. One of the things that I was impressed with, um, again, there's all these little things that you don't pick up on, even though, I mean, I watched this trailer a good four or five times. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I didn't pick up on was the fact that uh, Green Lantern's arm 
is bandaged up using his ring. Yeah. I thought it was just some kind of, everybody's got a different outfit. I mean, even Flash has got this armor on his outfit. Batman's got this armor kind of thing. I just thought, oh, it's some kind of different armor around his arm. It's not. It's bandaged up because it's broken or hurt or whatever. So he's using the ring so that he can continue fighting. That's awesome. That's freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, it's and it's that- also classic, classic GL. Yeah. But, you know, and then also tying into uh, what they said at the end, how, you know, the, the kryptonite being shoved into Wonder Woman's mouth. I mean, it's something that, that seems so obvious, but we've never really seen before. And it kind of ties into what we were talking about uh, on our last comics podcast with Old Man Logan, how these characters have been around for so long. You think you've seen everything and truly creative people are going to find a way to show you something new with a character that's been around for 70 years. Yeah, you know, no. Oh, go ahead. And the other, the other, the other thing too that I, and I don't know if we talked about this before, I and mean, we probably didn't. I was just fanboying, but the way that the villains are working together too is mm. is uncommon at best. You know, <laughs> to see to see the the sort of strategy that they're they're employing, how one's screening for the other so that she can get a shot off against Wonder Woman and things like that is kind of huge and kind of important because. You don't see that too often in the comics. They they generally go down into to infighting and the destruction that's wrought in this. You, you start to see why it's a bad thing. And and, and <laughs> see, this is where I can prove now that I have been doing my homework and I am getting better. Even as a comic noob, I know now, having read over 125 issues oh, of a geez. War of Light. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I'm going <laughs> to say? I, I know every discussion somehow comes back to War of Light, so go ahead. Well, it's it's the only place right now where I have a little bit of, I can say, I know this much. That ring would have been flying back home. See, yep. see, see, it's just laying there after the big Shazam thing with the lightning and blah, blah, blah. And it's broken in there. No way. That Green Lantern ring would have been a zipping along back to well, the land of make-believe. Maybe Brainiac already took out Mogo and we know Mogo controls where the rings go. No, no, I'm oh. right. That would go. Oh. So, Mr. Tim Miller, you, you, you made a mistake here. And Mr. Comic Noob found it. I'm sending Jim Lee a Twitter message right now. You do that. Say, my friend, I don't have many, so it's, it'll be easy to track him down, said, you made a mistake here. And he has the proof. He's got 125 issues of the War of Light to prove it. And there was a lot of dead lanterns in that War of Light, folks. There was a lot of rings flying back home. Okay, let's stop talking about this because, quite frankly, all this did was make me want to play this game so much more. Considering the amount of attention to detail that they put in this video makes me think that we're going to be seeing so much of that in the game via cinematics or actual in-game as well. There was some more screenshots that were released as well, which show an amazing amount of attention to detail. So I oh, oh, oh cannot wait. Um, let's talk about one more thing. Well, actually, a couple of things. Um, we're going to talk about... The final DLC is going to be coming out for Alan Wake, and that is called The Writer. Now, that's dated for October 12th. Vince, you uh, you read up on this? Yes. Uh, as you said, The Writer is going to be the second, and from what we've already been told, final downloadable content for Alan Wake. Uh, it's coming October 12th for 560 Microsoft points, or $7 in the real world. And we are treated to yet another trippy, what-the-fuck Alan Wake trailer, where we see the gameplay that they established at the very end of Alan Wake, and then in the, the Signal DLC, of Alan being able to summon... Uh, structures into the world via his flashlight and his writing abilities and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it doesn't have to because it's cool and and how the it's tying even more into the gameplay this time around like before it was just oh okay you know here's some ammo or you know here okay here we'll we'll, we'll set off this uh this boiler and stuff will happen. Now we're seeing it taking a much more offensive role in the game with him summoning barrels that go rolling down the hill. And it it's it's really, really establishing a very cool aspect to Alan Wake that, you know, we, we didn't see a whole lot of leading up to this point. And uh, I'm trying to remember the stupid guy's name in the dive suit. I, I want to say Tom, how he says he's starting to gain more control over this weird fantasy world that Alan seems to be stuck in because uh, he no who, who knows where the hell Alan is at this point. But if this is the real world, let me out. Uh, <laughs> so we, we see that the writer, we're not sure exactly who the writer refers to. It could be Alan himself. It could be, you know, a, 
I just gonna keep calling him Tom because I can't remember his real freaking name uh, or it, you know, and how one created the other and the other created the first. And there's this whole cyclical who created what chicken and the egg thing going on. And it's just it, it's Alan Wake. It's batshit crazy. And I can't wait to play it. Me too. Look, I loved <laughs> The signal. I thought the signal was fantastic. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, you can see that uh, in my review of it. If you go to the site, I have a, a the full the full review for it. Um, but I just I can't wait to see how this ends. I want to see the explanation for this crazy fucked up world we're in. I want it <laughs> as long as they don't pull know, off a witch hunt. Happened. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Thomas Zane. So I was right with Tom. And as long as. And as long as it's not, you know, and after this, as long as they go on and make Alan cake, I'll be happy. <laughs> Everybody wants cake. Um, one last point, and then we're going to go on to the lore episode. If any of you picked up APB and are very disappointed <laughs> because you really didn't get to play much before it disappeared, you can contact EA and they're having a, not a refund, but they're having a promotion on right now. If you can show them that you purchased the game, um, and I'm not sure about, I, I know that hard copies works as well. I think you have to send them a, a scan of the UPC code, but I'm not 100%. But Unless for, you've registered it on their site. Yeah, but for the digital, you just have to show them a screenshot or whatever. Um, but anyways, you can contact them from their site, so ea.com, log into your account, then do a question for support and select APB as the game and then tell them that you've heard that there's a promotion going on right now where if you purchased APB, that they will replace it with another game that is a direct download game. And it works, folks, because I actually got, I sent my email off this morning and I've already gotten my reply back from them with instructions on how to proceed. So basically you pick a game, it can't be a pre-order, but it, and it has to be a game that is, has a direct download, but then you can get a game. So they're basically making up for the fact that APB failed so quickly. So I think this is actually kudos to EA on this. Um, I know that they're not losing anything but bandwidth right now, but still, I kudos to them. I think that's fantastic. That's a classy move on their part. I mean, that, that is a very classy move. You don't see many game companies that will actually do something like that. So I, I tip my hat to you guys. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and, and it's not like they're digging around in the bargain bin and throwing you some freebies. Man. Dragon no. Age, Mass Effect, Battlefield. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> Battlefield, they're, they're, they're 2, Battlefield 2 was what number six or seven i think on steam downloads last week i mean it's still doing fantastic so yeah there's there's a lot of really good titles for you to to to, to choose from so i still haven't decided which one i'm going to get but it, it does work so there you go folks i'll put the instructions in, in the show notes and one last thing don't forget that tomorrow's the release of borderlands final DS, dlc as well claptraps new robot revolutions yes. so i've been leveling up my dude and just so that i can have a lot of fun with this because i'm definitely getting this immediately and with uh, that i'm gonna start clean damn it <laughs> oh man yeah okay with that we're gonna let you go and we're gonna go with the lower episode in a couple of minutes after we fill our drinks Ah, ah, stop the noise. What the heck? What'd you click? Ah, I didn't click anything. It's just starting. What is that? <laughs> God damn it. Sound off. Sound off. There. Okay. I got it. Stupid Laura Croft site. God, people. Turn the sound off by default. What is wrong with you? I'm just making a freaking web page, huh? Flash yeah, sucks. Awesome. This is why I'm with Steve on this. Flash freaking sucks. Dude, I hate Flash. Flash is stupid. Let's just start our site and blow your freaking ears off. That That's always nice and refreshing. Just, just let me go to the website and fucking click on what I want to see. I don't need all the assorted bullshit thrown at me. Especially when just you me... open it up in the background tab. You open that shit in the background tab, and then you forget about it. And then it takes a while for the page to load because it's freaking flash, so it's slow as hell. And then all of a sudden it's like, <gasps> freaking noise. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't need those eardrums. Fre freaking noise. Not just any noise. Freaky noise. Freaky noise. Not freaky. I don't mind the freaky. It's the freaky yeah, I don't freaky. like. It. And not 10 minutes late. What's the matter with you? 
Where were you? It was up all along. All you had to do was refresh your page. Ha <laughs> ha. So there, Mr. Wasabi. No, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, listen, you it's better than last week. Really better. He would have believed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you boys get your dog tags? No, not yet. Ah, I man. received nothing yet. You know what? There's some custom agents right now walking around saying, check me out. I'm a face melter. <laughs> Dude, do not mess with moose. I have seen the destruction that oh. they have wrought. Oh. They are scary they, bastards. They are very scary. They'll put a hurting on you. Hey, you were you were talking. I, I, I couldn't chat with you because I hadn't logged in yet to uh, Ustream, but you were talking about instant flight for druids and you were it's saying... Sexy. Oh, really? Because just last week you were saying, oh, no, no, <laughs> they should not be allowed to have that. It's I wrong. No, I think it is wrong, but I'm enjoying it. To, now, I have an eight, now I have an 80 druid, so I'm kind of enjoying it. Damn right. Oh, it'll be awesome. You wanted instant flight? It's, uh, you missed it earlier. <laughs> You missed it earlier. If you scroll up in the chat, I don't know if you can see it or not. I we have determined that that is the more that is the more awesome version of flight granted only to druids. I'm not. I just wanted to point ships. out that uh, aside from the ships, all I'm seeing is endless versions of our stream in in the stream. We're not seeing what you're saying. We're seeing. It's a mirror of a mirror of a mirror of a mirror. You divided by zero. <laughs> all right. So, I guess we're pausing here and we're asking the audience if they can actually hear us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, based on infinity, so they can't hear us. They just can't see. Well, ah, dudes. It's a podcast. I don't need the video. Let's keep going. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't uh, know what you want me to say. Uh, too bad. So, well, we're looking at the video right now, and it's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go to the site, and the video is right there. Telephone. Oh. oh. Oh, you had to say something. See, I wasn't talking. I would have been able to take that out when I was editing. Thank you very much. Now I'm editing all this crap out. Okay. Outtakes. Apparently nobody's answering. Somebody's got it? Somebody's got it. There you go. All right. We're good. Enjoy it, folks in the audience. This is all going to be gone. <laughs> 